So honestly, yeah. yeah I <laughs> we still haven't found our our own brand of music. We're gonna keep going with this song. Honestly, I like it. I, I feel. I, I feel yeah, like bad. Uh, yeah, no, it, it it made me feel a little better too. You know, I'm not. I'm. I wanna, honestly, not, yeah, not feeling terrible, but it definitely definitely helped. Yeah, there's definitely enough time removed at this point. Um, once we get bigger or whatever, we do like live streams or like record right after the game. That would, you know, be a lot more emotional and uh, mm-hmm. genuine. Um, or not good genuine but yeah um how did how did you feel um like you personally how did you feel going into game four like not you know like what did you specifically feel genuinely i mean so honestly i didn't feel good about it um i think it was just a multitude of things like when it when it comes to just like when you're a sports fan for most of your life like even outside of baseball just like in general like you can kind of tell when a team is is falling flat um i also like i know we talked a little about this like outside of the podcast over text but having game three and four at home is honestly more of an advantage i think um like unless you go into like say you know say we're up 2-0 on the Phillies going into Philadelphia then it's not but if you're splitting the series or winning the series like going into game 4 and 5 or not game 4 and 5 that's my bad um game 3 and 4 at home um is way more of an advantage and i think like you know our bats were pretty much dead going into 4 um Philadelphia was also just off the rails like i yeah. i'm not going to say i called it but like I really think the fact that the Eagles are just like unbelievable and it was like the first time in the playoffs for, you know, over 10 years, like they were ready for it. Um, I was texting one of my friends who's from Philadelphia. Um, he was like back home cause he's still in school. And so it was his fall break and he was going home for it. And I'm like, honestly, my hope right now, this was like Friday afternoon. I was walking home and listening to the game on the, on the radio cast. And just heard, like, you know, that fucking Reese Hoskins home run. Didn't get to see the bat flip on TV live. Thank God. Uh, I would have lost my mind. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm texting. I'm like, honestly, like, my only hope right now is that the city of Philadelphia is so hungover tomorrow that they just don't show up for the game. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of when I knew, like, okay, we're on the ropes here. Um, But, you know, it played out how it played out. Um, I think... I don't want to give too much credit to the Phillies because, like, I don't like them. No, I don't either. But, but like, they have this, they have the exact, like, makeup of the Braves from last year. It's, like, the team that comes in that's, like, kind of unassuming, like, doesn't have the best record in the postseason, just gets hot at the right time. And they're, like, I hate to say it, but, like, their home crowd, their home stadium, like, that was so reminiscent of, like, truest at its best, if not a little better. Um, but yeah, yeah, obviously the yeah the dust is settled and and we're here now. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, like they beat us, so they have the credit there. Like mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how many times we sh- you know shot ourselves in the foot or whatever. They they won, so they 
kind of earned their way to the NLCS, but like I'm trying to be somewhat impartial here. I, you know, because we're obviously Braves fans, and mm-hmm. pretty much everybody predicted this was going to be another Braves Dodgers NLCS, like pretty easily unless the cardinals took it from us or or unless the men yeah, took it from for us real. took it from the dodgers and mm-hmm. neither of those teams did it you know um mm-hmm. and the the difference i think like i don't think it's a complete parallel with uh with our team last year with what the phillies did i think we only had one more win than they did coming into this mm-hmm. which is nuts to think about and yeah. a lot of the reason that we were able to just win the division in general is because we were hot at the end, but also because the Phillies and the Mets just absolutely blew up um, mm-hmm. and kind of let us in there. Yeah. Which people were angry about. And they're like, the, uh, I think last year, both the Blue Jays and the Mariners both had more wins than they, we did uh, mm-hmm. or very close to the same amount of wins. And they didn't get into the postseason. And then it's like, oh, they, the Braves get to be in it that's stupid which obviously we proved why we should be there um Mm -hmm. but the phillies the differences the key differences for me is that like they've had hot streaks this year and that's obviously you know why they were able to be in the postseason at all which the only reason that they were in the postseason this year is because of the new wild card round format and they got that third wild card play that spot by Mm. like nothing and because the brewers lost like eight out of their last 10 and the phillies only lost like seven out of their last 10 yeah the, the brewers, the brewers like, got all... swept at home by the marlins yeah they love the the, the marlins series is what is what fucked them over it's like of course the fucking marlins shifted the season yeah. also i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say it um earlier on in the season one of our first podcasts you were asking for like wild takes and i did say that i thought the marlins were going to cause a stir at the end of the season and yeah, they did yeah. unfortunately. But I mean, it's all know. they got still at this point. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, but yeah, like, so the Phillies limped into the postseason, and I guess in a way, it's like it's similar to us because they were the the biggest underdog, I guess, coming into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I still don't even know if you say that we were the biggest underdog because like uh i don't know you could say something about the red Sox doing a similar thing and like getting Mm. close to beating the astros and the uh, alcs but uh the phillies limped into the playoffs they lost like five in a row in the last week um and were handed it and then in the wild card series where, you know, like some people were like, oh, maybe the Phillies have a shot. Like they might sneakily kind of get one or whatever. Um, they didn't play well. Like they mm-hmm. really didn't play very well. Um, they were getting shut out in that first game. I think they had like two or three hits the whole game. Um, and then Helsley comes in in like the eighth. Uh, for the first, that's the first time he's tried to do a two inning save. Like it was the, the bottom, or not the. It was the bottom of the eighth, or the top of the eighth, but it was, like, later. Mm-hmm. So I think if he had finished the ninth, it would have been, like, one and a third innings that he pitched or something. It was just for one out in the eighth. But still, that was the first time he came in and in the eighth since, like, a year and a half before. Um, and 
absolutely just blew the game. Um, yeah. Got one out really quickly, and then low to the bases by hit, and then walked in a run or hit got hit hey, yeah, he... in for a run, and then Gene Segura got that like ground ball that just barely skated by uh, I think Edmund. Um, mm. And then the next day, Wheeler was, or it was Nola, just did really well. And the Cardinals had no energy in, in them at all. Uh, and, I mean, the Phillies didn't even do much hitting-wise either. They only got two runs that game. But that was enough to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And then them playing us, like, regardless of how bad badly we did, they just happened to the bats – just started to light up um, where they needed to be. And basically all year, there was like holes up and down that lineup where you could put it. But then all of a sudden, Castellanos, who's been basically their worst like worst everyday player this whole year, had his first three-hit game in game one. That was his first mm -hmm. three-hit game as a Philly. Um, three-hit. That's three unbelievable. Uh, which, like, two of those are blue pits that he just barely got the bat on and had three RBIs, which, going through that list, picking somebody to do something, like, he was the person I was least concerned about. And then on the other side, like, the guy that was the worst in the postseason, for the, or, like, against us specifically, and just in the postseason so far, has been Schwarber. Like, he's done nothing but strike mm. out pretty much. Um but then Bryce Harper was hitting like 444. Um, we let Reese Hoskins hit the ball. Uh, the bottom of their lineup was doing stuff that we shouldn't have let them do, but they were hot. Like Bryson Stott was kind of cold, and then all of a sudden, game three and game four started getting stuff rolling. Um, it was like I you give them credit for winning, but like. They've scraped their way here. Like, if, if there is, like, a limping and just getting to the NLCS in the ugliest way possible, like, it's them. Like, if you're thinking of this whole year, last series, um, like, the first two games against us, and then, I mean, they had great games, game three and game four, but... Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very very salty about uh, the whole thing. It's definitely yeah. Left, it's left it, a stain on a really good year. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very hard like not to be a little upset at least. And I, I we were talking about it before the show. Um, I do think a reason I'm not like more upset or more kind of like arms in the air about all this is because the Mets and Dodgers are also both out of the postseason right now. I mean, Mets had 101 wins. Dodgers had 111 wins. I, I saw a tweet that said, like, you know, Freddie Freeman left the Braves just to be in the postseason for four more hours. And I'm like, okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, yeah it's like it's like stupid, and, and, it, and it shouldn't be relative like that. But, it you know, it unfortunately is. Um, I'm also just, like, you know, obviously you want to win the World Series two years in a row, but I, I guess I'm just like a pessimistic sports watcher, and I'm like, it's fine. You know, like, we'll always have 21 or whatever. Um, I also think the events of this past weekend, um, like, 
outside of the Braves wise also lifted my spirits, you know, outside of USC losing by one point. Um, I mean, I knew we were due for a loss at some point this season, which is unfortunate, but like the Alabama Tennessee game, like really like lifted me up. Like I watched it with Teddy. Who's a, who's one of our friends who like is a big Tennessee fan. Um, and that was like right on the heels of the, yeah, he's a bus. Um, that was like right on the heels of the Braves loss, like the Braves loss. And then it just transitioned seamlessly into Tennessee, like pulling off one of the bigger upsets you'll ever see. And that was like exciting to watch. I was at a bar and like everyone there was rooting for Tennessee. Um, and then the next day, like, you know, now, now I guess I'm digging my heels in on the Falcons, which is just an objectively terrible decision. But, you know, to see like a win against the 49ers with like Marcus Mariota as our starting quarterback, like that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, coming back to baseball, just, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like the Phillies, like I want to, I think I've also kind of just put myself in that wall of like, okay, it's fine. Like they're kind of like the Braves. Like they, I mean, they did squeak in like, let, let's be honest. The Brewers lost the fucking series to the Marlins. They got swept. Like that should not have happened. Um, and it is what it is. Um, we got an unfavorable matchup with a Phillies team that was just fucking red hot. Um, played a terrible game three, played a terrible game four. And yeah, here we are. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about like the new playoff format and kind of um, what immediate effects that seem to cause in, uh, in a minute. But uh, let's just run through kind of the, I've listed out a number of bullet points from uh, each of the games that we played. Um, mm -hmm which the bullet point for game five is no game. Um, but yep. <laughs> game one, um, just, you know, I, everyone, everyone saw, if you're listening to this, you, you, mm. if, you're, if you're listening to this and you didn't see this game, uh, I don't know why you're listening, but, uh, mm. but thank you. Um, mm. Game one, <laughs> uh, obviously the bats, I was about to say that the bats started off slow, but then I immediately remembered when I'm looking at this was that they didn't. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, Freed, which is a bullet point I forgot to list, but we'll talk about him in a second. Um, Freed didn't start so great. Uh, didn't have the best outing in general, um, but he gave up two runs in that first inning. Um, and I think, like almost all of their runs were scored on two out hits too, which like they were one of the lowest I, I would, yeah. two out hit teams in baseball, which is just another, like this is completely out of the blue. Um, yeah. And so the, I mean, po probably a lot of the game plan for free too is like, Oh, there's two outs. They typically cannot get hits with two outs. I'm just going to throw the ball in the zone, which is not a bad idea. And then they just, you know, got a number of blue pits and then all of a sudden there's two runs on the board and, like our bats haven't even came out of the, the dugout. Um, but something that, you know, a lot of people saw and I'm sure is stuck around in a number of Braves minds, obviously completely thrown out of the door for the Phillies. They don't, they don't give a crap about this, but, uh, bases loaded one out William Contreras at the plate. Uh, Ranger Suarez is at about like 20 or 20 something pitches, um, two, one count. And like all of the guys, all of the guys, even if they weren't like, you know, getting great contact on the ball, we're really seeing the ball just around the strike zone. Mm -hmm. 
a yeah. couple of good walks that like in this whole series has been like a, a number of good walks um and just they're, they're seeing it even if you know they get out but so Contreras took two um he might have taken that strike and not swung as well and it was kind of borderline as well but it's like okay um two one pitch is like four five inches inside but clearly a ball it's a cutter um gets called a strike next pitch is a ball he doesn't you know swing again and then Suarez has the guts. I'll give him the credit on this. He has the guts to throw a 3-2 curveball, which, you know, could get spiked and then bring in – or well, it doesn't even matter if it gets spiked. Um, so less less credit to him, you know, because yeah. uh, it would just walk people in. Um, he throws that curveball, and it goes like – it's perfectly placed, bottom, middle – of the zone and then Contreras is not is not expecting it at all and just kind of has to th- swing the bat at it because otherwise like he knows he's going to strike out and then grounds into a double play innings over Suarez gets bailed out and that's the first three runners left on base um how like what I had a visceral reaction that was the literally oh, yeah. probably the loudest I got that whole game was when that that ball got called a strike because it instantly changed the at bat and momentum just very quickly. It's yeah, it stalled. Like I hate. I mean, like my brother is a very big proponent of like robo umps and like he's the type of guy that'll text me like whenever he's watching Mets games or like vice versa or whatever. We're just, we talk a lot during like Mets and Braves games and stuff. And he's the type of guy that'll text me like every time there's a pitch, like called poorly and be like, yo, like we need robo umps now. Like that's such bullshit. And I always roll my eyes. Cause I'm like, it goes both ways. Like yeah. it's not really the end of the world. Like shit just happens. That was the first time I texted him and I was like, you're right. Like that was <laughs> that like that was the most fucked up like moment and, and it's it sucks too because like <clears throat> on the surface it's like you get you know you're it's a two one count you get to three one you still don't have like runs in yet like obviously it's it, like yeah. more than swings in your favor so you can't wholeheartedly say like okay that like that changed the game we should have gotten runs there. But you can, you know, like it, it completely changes the composition of the at-bat. It completely changes the momentum. Like if you have runners on, you know, you, you have three runners on base, base is loaded. You have a 3-1 count. You have William Contreras, who's good with the bat. Like he's shown that he can he can work counts and he's actually really been fucking good this year. And on top of that, you have Ranger Suarez, who's like on the ropes. Like that guy was lucky to get out of that inning yeah, um, and the next two and yeah exactly he was just pulled fucking rabbits out of the hat for three straight innings and yeah we didn't you know we didn't help ourselves too much but that that strike completely changed the game like yeah we're down you to think uh, about if you think about the next guy up too in travis who yeah. is a very very unsung postseason hero like yeah. very very good in the postseason especially like his i mean his best series that he had was in the nlds uh 2020 he had like a 1500 or 12 to 12 to 1500 ops and like a 500 something average 
Um, but he came up next at bat, first pitch, gone, homer. Like, mm. he obviously had a game plan stepping up. And, like, mm. you think about Contreras, even if he just struck out, like, even if Contreras strikes out instead of, you know, grounding the double play, bring up Darno. And obviously, you know, you can't just say, well, he hit a homer in the next inning, so he can hit one now. But it's like, he obviously was seeing Suarez really well. He was the only person mm-hmm. that could really do much of anything against him. Um, so that could have instantly turned the game on its head. And, you know, like, we're at the very least, we're in the game earlier. I know that the next inning, like, next inning, Freed didn't give up any runs. And then uh, Darno got the homer the next inning, so you're only one back. But then the wheels started to come off more. We gave up two and then two another time, like in another inning. And then Freed gets pulled in, in the fourth inning when he's kind of rolling. And then on the other side, Suarez also gets pulled in the fourth inning. But he's not really rolling. He left 12 people. Like, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, he tw- left 12 people on base. That's really, you know. Well, you can't. I, I don't know how. You, he yeah, left that... 12 people. We left. We left <laughs> yeah, 12 people there on base yeah. in his in, in the three and a third innings that he pitched, um, nineteen left on base the entire game, um, and uh, one of the guys that messages me pretty frequently, um, and if he listening, he, if he's listening, he already knows this, but he's mostly negative. He's mostly <laughs> which which I I can appreciate sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, some there were I mean. I was definitely getting negative that day and then some other <laughs> days too. And some people were like getting angry at me for how negative I was being. But like, I can't be, can't be perfect all the time. Sometimes I just want to put a hole in the wall or I want to go cry somewhere. Just let, let me go do it. Yeah, um, exactly. But he was, he told me, which this has happened a lot this year. Um, this team has been good, but it's been overly predictable in bad ways sometimes. Um, yeah. And he, he told yeah. me he like when it was seven to three, he's, he's like, I, I guarantee you, like, we're going to get within one run at the end of the game and then, and then lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and what happened? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, just... it, that, that's actually such a funny story too. Cause like, I was at work when this game was happening. Like I was in the office, like, and, and granted Fridays are a little more chill. Um, you know, you can like pull up the game on the side if you want to. And or I guess this wasn't Friday. This was Thursday. I mean, still like everyone knows me. I'm, I'm like the Braves fan. So I was watching the game and Olsen hits the home run and I have my game on mute, you know, like I'm not like, I don't have the sound going or anything. And I like slowly stand up. I'm like, that's going, that's going, that's going. Like slowly getting up, and everyone's like looking around, like what's about <laughs> to happen. And then it get it hits outside, and I just immediately start like, you know, when you start like gator clapping, where you're just like, let's fucking go. Like just purely <laughs> instinctually, I couldn't hold it in. I'm like losing my goddamn mind on the trading floor. Like everyone's like, that what what just happened? I'm like, I mean, we're still gonna lose, but that was just such an epic <laughs> moment. And then of course, yeah, it's just like we bring it within one, and God, yeah. Which then Castellanos, uh, who sucks at fielding, makes a yeah. ridiculous grab on Contreras' in- uh, like yeah. pop flyer, really, like little blue pit. Yeah, he um, made like a sliding like Andrew McCutcheon catches fucked up. <laughs> it's like yeah, of course just, it's Nick Castellanos. Uh, I I really think that we should have won Game One. Um, 
another factor that goes into that is like Freed. Honestly, like I know he's a great pitcher, but like, and I know that, uh, and this is definitely a pessimistic look at it. And we're gonna, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna want him to pitch in big games in the postseason still, regardless, because you know he's he's supposed to be our ace. Um, but it's not something I've said all year and the last year and whatever. But, like, he kind of scares me sometimes. Mm. Like, I honestly don't have full confidence in him all the time. And, like, I I genuinely was surprised to see that he finished in the top ten in ERA at the end of the year. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, he's a great pitcher, but when he blows up, he blows up pretty bad. Um, yeah. And yeah, he, I, I remember, like, just as a personal anecdote, when I, when I went to the, like, I guess this was game five of the NLCS last year when the it was at Dodger Stadium. Um, he started, and it looked, like, so bad where I'm like, he has to be tipping pitches. Like, there's something oh, off. Yeah, like, it looks like – yeah it, yeah, it looks like he has no rhythm. Like, there's something going on here. Um, I don't know if this is, like, a – if this is – this is just, like, my take. Kind of what I've seen is, like, he'll get that, like, scowl on his face, and he'll get, like, upset. And then he either has the most lights out performance you've ever seen, or he just blows up. And yeah. unfortunately, I feel like in the playoffs, whenever it starts not going his way, it's just kind of like, you know, besides obviously game six of the World Series last year, um, it hasn't been good. And yeah. It's, it's, I, uh, yeah, it's tough to watch. I think it's just, it's very dependent on whether he becomes angry or sad. Mm-hmm. If he, if, and you can tell in his face. And I think the moment for him where he was just like, I just knew, I was like, he's done. Um, mm. Which we didn't pull him out until another couple batters. Um, but it was when we had one or two outs. Or no, we had uh, JT hit like a swinging bunt. And mm. then Max went over to grab it. And it was not a not a really difficult play, but I mean, it was just kind of a little harder than routine. But just grabbed it and then slung it over Matt's head and JT goes to second. And then it started mm. another rally. And he was looking kind of good in that at bat, and then all of a sudden they have two more runs, and it just mm. kept that it just kept snowballing like that, and we couldn't slow mm. the game down. Guys that are experienced, you just you know couldn't couldn't slow the game down. It was frustrating. Um, but I like he threw it over, and then they showed like his face, and he was just like he just did this, just put his head down, mm. and like looked sad. And I was like he's he's about to get shelled, which yeah. you know, he did. Um, and then, you know, compare that to game six of the World Series. And he didn't start out good. Like, he was getting hit around, and I was like, oh, here we go again. And then Brantley steps on his ankle, almost breaks his ankle, doesn't even touch the bag, mm-hmm. gets called safe. And then, like, he in his head, he finally has the justification. Um, they've talked about, about this on John Boy, and uh, specifically Trevor Plouffe. Uh, and he's like, but he lives in LA. Max is from LA, and they had like that whole group of MLB players, like current and former, that are all friends, including like Jack Flaherty and Gio mm-hmm. and whoever. Yeah. And yeah, they they all played like, at Harvard Westlake. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, like Flaherty's main concern and Ploof like vicariously about Freed was like he doesn't have a killer instinct to him. Like he's just mm. too much, too much of a nice guy, um, mm. which is you know I love why I love having him on the team and like having him in the clubhouse. Uh, 
But in those big, big situations, like, if he can't convince himself, like, okay, these guys are really the bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. I like he couldn't do that. And then all of a sudden, bullshit call just fuels him. And then, you know, he had, like, basically the best outing that he'll ever have in his life um, mm-hmm. in that situation specifically. Um, and then looking back, like, he had a good start. I can't remember which. I think it was either game one or game two of NLCS uh, in 2020. And then he had, I think, one of his starts uh, in the NLCS last year was good. I know the the, the one at LA was really bad. Yeah, he had to have that might have again. It, he almost that. definitely pitched game one or two of that series. Wait, hold on. Yes, uh, it was game five that he pitched and we got shelled. So I feel like he yeah. pitched game one. Mm. Um, so he did well there. But, mm. yeah, I think we should have taken game one. And then, I don't know how that changes the dynamic of game two, but you take that and then I think it's series over. Um, and we just kind of coughed it up and... Splitting the series, the way that this is, you know, the playoffs is made. Or, I mean, this was already how the NLDS was made anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But it's different, like, with the momentum coming in to the, from the wild card series. And you just go to Philly. Who This is the main reason I did not want to play the Phillies. Other than that we had to face Nola and Wheeler, Wheeler specifically. And also, I had said... Last week, we never do well against Ranger Suarez for no reason. Like, we always mm-hmm. get his pitch count high, and then we don't, he doesn't really get very deep. Like, the deepest that he gets is six innings. And he only went three and a third this last time. Like, that should have been enough against what was a terrible Phillies bullpen that doesn't have David Robertson. But all of a sudden, now their bullpen's not doing that bad, um, mm-hmm. other than that three-run homer against uh, Eflin. Um, but I, I digress. Uh, game two, Wright was really good. Like he was exactly what we needed. Uh, but Wheeler was like a step ahead of him for the first five innings. Like he was underneath mm-hmm. ten pitches per inning on average. Yeah. And then the hit by pitch starts everything, and. We get three runs in that inning, and that's the only, you know, runs that are scored that game. Um, And I don't know about you, but I feel like when that happened, there was, like, a visible um, momentum swing. Mm. Like, you could have said the same thing about, like, Olsen's homer at the end of the game in game one. It's like, oh, we have momentum now, which clearly we really didn't because Wheeler absolutely carved us up. But this was, like, what I felt like we got momentum with. And then the rest of the Mm. game, like, bullpen was really strong um i think there were five total balls that should have been homers but like the kind of soggy air just drooped them like olsen yeah to the opposite field same with michael harris ozuna pimped a ball yeah i mean really should have gone so yeah i was gonna say to be fair like you you, cl- you usually clown people for like pimping balls that don't go out, but like that was that was nuked and it just got it got it it was it was in the park by like two or three feet, like it probably should have gone. But yeah. which and on yeah, the other was, side, yeah. 
like Bryce Harper, the first pitch off AJ Minner went like 400 feet, and then mm. Harris caught it at the warning track. That one probably mm. should have been gone. And then there was another one. I can't remember who hit it. There was another Philly that should have hit one. But even so, all of those getting out, we still would have won. Um, but uh, ref- looking, you know, reflectively on the season and looking at our the, the predictions um, at the beginning of the year, which I didn't make a graphic for this, so I don't have – well, I have proof, but people would have to go back and listen to, like, an hour-long podcast to find it. Um, <laughs> but my my breakout player for this the, the year was Kyle Wright off a hunch that I got from him, his performance in uh, Game 5 of the World Series. Um, and I honestly, like – it's kind of nuts that at the end of the year, even with like what Strider did and what, you know, Freed being himself and that, you know, looking at the beginning of the year and having Charlie Morton, who was our postseason savior last year. Um, mm-hmm. And then also having Ian Anderson to start the year um, that at the end of the year, the guy that I feel most confident in to, to start a game was Kyle Wright. Um, And we have him under control for like till 2027 or something like that. Or six. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be 26, but yeah. Just because he hasn't had very much service time in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Uh, Do you have any other thoughts about game two? I mean, like, you, that should have been mean, a Wheeler, point. Yeah, I mean, it should have been, obviously. Wheeler Wheeler, fucking pitched lights out, but Kyle Wright was pretty much neck and neck with him the whole time. I mean, I'd give the advantage to Wheeler, but then he, you know, proceeds to let up a three-run inning that ends up being, you know, our lead, and we take that away, and our bullpen just fucking was crazy. I, I think it was Minter... Iglesias and then Kenley all in a row just like shut him out. Um, also, fuck stat from that is those were the the seventh, eighth, and ninth were the only three innings of the entire series where the Braves were leading like the game. Really? Like yeah, like thing. I mean, there were there were four games, nine innings, and so thirty six innings. We were leading for three of those, and like. I mean, if yeah, if if that doesn't show how we just fucking fell on our face and how the bats fell flat, I don't know what does. Uh, I will say that game felt really good. Um, I think we 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 definitely pulled out and we deserved to win. That was great, but yeah, then obviously the woes in three and four just pulled through and became a little hard to watch. Yeah, um, game three. I started watching that, or like, I started paying attention or viewing the game by listening, like, just to the radio, because uh, I had just gotten back from the gym and was showering. Um, and the difference in the noise, like, the fan noise uh, on the radio versus the TV was just ridiculous. Like, I could barely hear um, the announcers on the radio talking. Uh, Philadelphia just sounded nuts. Like I knew everybody knew it was going to, because 
they haven't had a game there in forever. Um, Sam's Wi-Fi is cutting out, but so it's just me for now. But I'm gonna keep talking and then pretend like uh, pretend, oh, he's back. There we go. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I was gonna, I was talking about how I was gonna talk to myself and then pretend that you were there. Hell yeah! <laughs> I definitely don't do that with the cameras off. Yeah, for um, real. <laughs> but yeah, the we did you hear me talking about like the noise difference in like the radio versus the TV? No, no, okay. I didn't hear that part. Well, so I started, I started like viewing the game by I was like listening to the radio at the beginning because I had just gotten back from the gym, I was showering, and like the noise on the radio, like the fans were just ridiculous. Like it was yeah overwhelming how loud they were um and i think that was exactly what strider wanted honestly Mm -hmm. and uh you know people can make excuses like oh he hadn't been pitching for a while which is a valid but kind of valid excuse for him for that and uh and then a lot of people in hindsight you know which perfect vision afterwards like uh they were like strider should have never started this game like they're like, oh, it should have been Charlie. It's like, especially seeing game four after that hindsight, like, I think Strider was the right decision, honestly. Um, and it just didn't play out how we wanted it to. I think he was, I mean, he was rolling. He was doing very well at the beginning. And then it was just basically that pickoff error that was so poorly thrown that I think it was Stott that got all the way to third. And then that's what started the MLB record of five hits on five pitches. No, that's never that happened actually... before. It's never happened before <sighs> in MLB history. Like, not even postseason? Just... No, just it never happened before. Five hits on five pitches? I, and there maybe, like, if you include <sighs> position players, that might have happened, but he, probably not. I, because like the ball has to be thrown well enough for it to be yeah i mean i was gonna set. say i was gonna say like five hits in a row that's definitely happened but i guess when yeah. you put it like pitch pitch but yeah jesus i mean and it was just like you know how when you're feeling really pessimistic and you're like if we're gonna lose just just do it all, to me all at once do it early so i don't have to you know mm. fight or whatever like yeah just pretend just, or, uh, it, like, just yeah. get upset but it, like that literally it went zero to a hundred and you're just left there like what just happened what the hell just happened yeah um, i was i mean i remember i was literally i so i was watching the game um this was the friday game like that yeah this was this was the friday game and I'm walking home from work i'm listening to it on i have like the 680 the fan app on my phone um, cause I like, you know, I like to listen to games with like the hum announcers. It's, it makes it more fun. And I hear like, you know, I was trying you know, throws the pickoff, goes over the head. I, di- I honestly didn't even see Olsen try to throw it back. I heard that was a sh- shitty display as well. Um, well, it, he, um, that was another thing. That was another thing. Um, I can't remember if that was game one or if it was this game. I think it was game. Well, yeah, we were all like. We didn't look good defensively, and that's like, you know, except for game two, you know, Dansby and Austin had those ridiculous catches. Outside of that, we did not look Acrobat good defensively. Plays, yeah. Like in game one, what I'm thinking of, there was like 
three throws in a row that were like four feet over people's heads and mm-hmm. it's just like it was like what's happening throw it what's happening throw it what's happening it's just like it kept staying up here and like there were multiple points where mm-hmm. we could have there like there was reason to do it and we could have uh i remember there was one or two outs and jt was like thinking about going home at one point in game one was too far off the bag if matt makes a throw that's even just like at austin's face like he can mm. corral it and come down but austin has to jump up and then try to tag him and he's still like half a second late but in that game mm-hmm. that was another throw that like olsen spiked it and then like austin had to like come up and do this and then mm. again it was like a half second too late to put it down like if it was just slightly better it wouldn't it, he would have been out mm. but keep going i'm sorry yeah, I well, so I heard that, um, and I was like, all right, whatever. Like, hopefully this doesn't rattle Strider. And then it was just like hit after hit. And then the, I think they went up one zero, and then fucking Reese Hoskins hits the home run. And I've never like, I yeah, I've never heard like the radio cast just go that like sad, because you could hear like you could hear the Philadelphia fans cheering. And our announcer was just like, and there it is. And then there was another two run home run, like right afterwards. It was almost like I walked probably five or six blocks in this span. And for those that are unaware of like New York grid system, that's about five to six minutes. (laughs) Like, so not really that long. Um, Like literally half of my walk home, which is 20, 25 minutes was the Braves going down six runs. And I get home and I'm like, why? Why would I even want to sit through this? Like, it's it's so hard to watch. Um, yeah, just a complete collapse. And I think in in my moment of hysteria and my moment of just confusion and grief, I'm like, why the fuck did we start Strider? Like, that was such a stupid idea. But I think we had to. Like, yeah, if he wants option. to play, and yeah, and and Strider's the type of guy. Like, if he's like, I can play, then I will believe it, and I'm inclined to like let him do so. Um, you know, it, I think it's one thing if you're like a, you know, uh, this is a loose comparison, but if you're like an NFL player with a concussion, you're like, oh, I can play. Like, no, you can't. But like, if you're Strider, you've been out for a while. Like, you're coming back. You're, you clearly are like rested at this point. Go out there and do your thing. Um, and then it just all fell apart. Yeah. But you also think about like, yeah, uh, Charlie, you know, being, He's like his whole reputation in the postseason is that he's really good in elimination games. Um, so mm-hmm. if you throw him and then we lose still, and then you have, then you you have to go with Strider, regardless at that point if you lose, um, which mm-hmm. I still think we would have gone with him regardless if we won or or not. Um, but then you you have Strider in an elimination game after not pitching for a month as opposed to Charlie, who's, you know, that's his, one of his biggest parts of his reputation in the MLB. Um, so I think that was the right call. It just, unfortunately, everything was, when we, when we messed up, it was a snowball mm. and it, it just ate us. Um, and then when they messed up, we bailed them out usually, mm. except for the hit by pitch, um, which wasn't even like a huge screw up by them. Like, mm. and we, you know, just, showed how good we were or uh, mm. are and dug at it and then you know won the game off of it uh after he was destroying us 
But we would have just mistake after mistake, and then, like, they just take complete advantage of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, like, look in game four. Um, I honestly think that Charlie looked fine um, for what he was doing for a minute. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've we've talked about this many times. Like, I, there's some people probably going to hear that and get really angry. Um, but we've talked about it throughout the year. Like, we know what Charlie's going to do when he pitches. Um, yeah. He'll have the occasional, whenever he's, you know, his highest form, he's a top 10 pitcher in the MLB because uh, he has the, dis when, like, basically he just can, his curveball is completely on. He's the best curveball in the league. And then he has a really good uh, two-seam fastball that, establishes it um that people also can't hit because they're you know trying to look for a curveball they can't see um and rack up strikeouts and go really deep in the game um but typically a good outing for him he's gonna give up one or two homers regardless just because like he's throwing that curveball so much and it can't hit all the time and so, you know they're gonna get a hold of it at some point so basically you're just banking on there not being really anybody on base and, mm -hmm. but it just like that, that, that at bat with Stott, the writing just kind of seemed on the wall. Um, and he just kept fouling pitches off over and over mm -hmm. again. And Charlie was trying to throw the fastball and he was throwing it in really good spots and Stott kept getting to it. Uh, and then Smoltz said something about like, he better not throw a breaking ball right here. And then saw it coming, and I was like, that's not a great spot where it's going to land, but hopefully he can't do anything with it because he hasn't been doing super well this whole series, and then it's gone. Um, mm. And, I mean, he honestly, he worked out of a jam that first inning, had runners mm. on the corners with no outs and didn't give up a run. That was really good pitching, struck out JT, and then got like a pop out, and then another out uh, and that second inning he was close to getting to bailing himself out again and then they hit that homer and I like I was kind of feeling similar to you going into that game like this is something uh, fans probably don't really want to hear but I was a little okay too too I obviously wasn't okay and I was very sad. Um, but I was a little more okay than I would like to say that, like, I was like, just, I felt a release. I was like, mm. it's happening. Mm. Nothing we can do about it. Like, it wasn't looking good. Um, we come back, that's awesome. But, like, it's, it's kind of looking, you know, how it's going to go. And how mm -hmm. this game is going to end. And the Phillies fans are not going to let up momentum. Like, every little thing they do, it's going to be huge. And Yeah. Uh, which, you know, for a Phillies bullpen day and the fact that we couldn't do anything, like, that was just another bad sign. We got, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. solo shots, but then not really anything else. Yeah, it's like close for a second, and then it's like you know our best reliever all year comes in, and then fucking shits just himself. Floodgates yeah. open up, and it's yeah. just it's like when that happened, when I saw Rysel, like I don't know if they were all inherited. I don't think they were all inherited runners. Um, or sorry, not all earned runs, but 
but yeah, and they weren't um, all his, but so. but like when I saw that happen, I was like, they just they're taking it, and mm. it sucks. But uh, something I did say last year to my friends at UGA, which is obviously uh, definitely a lie, but I was just you know I'm trying to trying to stick with this now, like. Once we won the World Series and I was pouring champagne on my head and down my throat, um, I uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't do a full October baseball every year. Like that was so mm-hmm. much stress. Like it was it's so much fun, said. but it was like just every day, I, you're just like you have chills. You're like bad yeah, chills. Just your your like, mo- your emotions are your emotions are just on a pendulum the whole time, because it's 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 back and forth of like okay, we're doing well. That's great. I'm literally like on ecstasy right now. Like this is fantastic. Yeah. And then you lose and you're just like in the stages of grief. And then you wake up the next day and it's like, okay, now I got to sit through a, a whole nother one. And the payoff is yeah. huge, but it's also like, I hate this sports take because it's so pessimistic and it completely like eradicates an entire season. But like, when you think about it, like 29 teams don't win the world series you know yeah and like it's i i I think it's i think it's a lame view and i think it takes away so much of like what baseball is all about like what the season's all about but i think having that in the back of your head is kind of like all right you know like it it is what it is and once again i think the dodgers and mets being out um really helped (laughs) like that that was a that that was definitely like a release point um you know stress-wise for me i'm like okay well you know, just not, just wasn't, just wasn't the year, but I don't know. It's, it, it's over now. Um, I guess we can start looking forward to the, you know, the postseason. Like I, I'm still like, I'm not going to tune out, uh, you know, the rest of the playoffs. I'm excited for, you know, what's about to happen. NLCS, ALCS about to come up. Uh, the Yankees game tonight got postponed, which is super lame. Um, I don't know if you're following that at all, but uh, they let in fans at like four or five p.m. and then called the game off at nine thirty. Um, oh, they called it off. They called it off. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, and I mean, what I are live, they gonna like, do? Um, they I mean, I live tomorrow? like like is the is the the ALCS supposed to start tomorrow? Or so Wednesday, I guess here's what's gonna happen. Um, congratulations, Houston Astros, because uh, they're playing the game tomorrow at four p.m. Um, and then they start the ALCS Wednesday. There's literally like the game will end, and then there's 24 hours until the ALCS starts. They don't even get an off day, which is Dude, crazy. The, the, we'll get to this later, but it will, we'll we'll get to this later. Uh, it's on. crazy. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So, um, a couple other just quick bullet points from. Game four, or the main one was, I mean, we looked pretty dead. Um, really, the only guys that gave us any form of any energy this whole series, or just production in general, was Darno. Uh, his slash line was three seventy five, three seventy five, nine thirty eight. He had a he had a thirteen thirteen OPS that series, it's which is just so overlooked yeah. because no pretty, one, pretty like, damn good. Yeah, pretty yeah. damn good. Uh, he had. Five R five RBIs, two homers, uh, three doubles, six hits in total. Mm. He did great. Um, yep. He's Olsen awesome. This is the guy that I chose for, as X Factor. I'm a pretty smart guy. Um, 
wasn't enough to you know take the take the team in the NLCS, but he went. 333, 529, 833, and he had a 1363 OPS. So he had the highest OPS. Uh, and definitely the highest OBP of anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. he, got, he had five walks, five RBIs, um, two homers, four hits. Um, so, and then you, the other guy that, like, produced and everybody else did not um was acuna but he leaves a very sour taste in my mouth after game four because he just very clearly was done like didn't care he let let stuff get to him and then i don't know uh there was a lot of like that there are a lot of people that are upset with him, and then you know, obviously, on posts and whatever. Within a day, people are still fuming and like throwing stuff, just anger, and they're saying stuff they don't necessarily really mean. But like, mm-hmm. there was a couple people on uh, my post about like the end of the season that were like, legitimately saying that they hate Acuna and they want to trade him, mm-hmm. which I think is a little ridiculous. Um, but. Like I'm not saying that we're gonna do that, but I will say like that was very discouraging to just kind of see him absolutely fall flat. Um, yeah. And I I've always kind of debated in my head whether he's a team player or not. I think he's a team player when the team is doing really well. Mm. Um. But like think back to last year, he was either really the only person carrying the team, and he had that energy. I don't know how much of a team player that is though because he was doing well and nobody else was so it just didn't really matter for him um but uh this year he was kind of you know in and out and being decent and good um and then this he does well in this series but can't do enough to uh get us to win and i guess he just kind of felt hopeless and you know, didn't back up Michael on the in the park home run, which was just another nail in the coffin of the very, yeah. very large amount of nails in our coffin from the series. Yeah, um, I I, I and, will chime in and, and quickly say, like, I don't think I think in the moment I was very upset, but also. I've done a lot of soul searching with the with the whole like inside the park home run play and I don't think it's like the shit stain on the on the series that a lot of people are making it out to be. Like I don't think it was a great play, but at the end of the day like it was kind of an awkward play. Like M- Michael Harris probably should have caught it in the first place. You know, Acuña's dealing with like the ACL injury. Like I you know I I don't think it was as egregious as it seemed. I just think in the moment it was a kind of a what the fuck like just angry moment. Um I mean, definitely not a definitely not a good spot. Like he he should have backed him up a little more, at least hustled. But yeah, I think I think there might have been more than than we realize on that play. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't like see him differently or whatever, but it definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he needs to grow up a little bit more for sure. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. regardless, and I I feel like a lot of just his 
um, teamwork or, you know, just good uh, team play. Ozzy's not on the field. I know Ozzy was in the dugout, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like Ozzy kind of keeps him in check and he has more of a reason um, to be more supportive of the team, I guess, when Ozzy's there. But I don't know, just some thoughts. Um, And we'll kind of go a little quicker to get to the the end of this episode but um my opinion um coming into this series uh we had a question um about uh, from uh nick leach who's my uh big from my old fraternity um about what would be more impactful in general in the postseason in a new format? Will it be the momentum that people have from the wild card round, or will it be the rest that the buy teams get? And I think we have overwhelmingly gotten our answer that you almost would rather be in the wild card round. Um, because, and I saw an article. I couldn't read it because I don't subscribe to the Athletic because I don't want to pay three bucks. Um, but uh, by Ken Resenthal, and it just said uh, basically what we're all thinking, um, but saying no, it's not, which it kind of is. Like uh, to, to me, I don't know, but he was saying is we don't have enough. Uh, it's this postseason is not enough to prove that like the new playoff format is really affecting you know especially the buy teams. Um, mm. But very easily, and, you know, we'll see what happens with the Guardians and the Yankees, but very easily all of the first-round buy teams could have lost this this year. We already did. The Dodgers already did. The Yankees, you know, could very could, well yeah. lose as well. The Astros the Mariners should have won that first game for sure. They, yeah. you know, regardless of like the, even the outcome, they got six runs off of Justin Verlander, who has had basically the, the best year of his career, better numbers than when he won the MVP uh, and has the lowest ERA of any qualified starter in the MLB this year. They got six runs on him in three innings at Houston. Like you could say some yeah. of that's just being hot whenever by the Mariners, but like, six runs on Justin mm. Verlander. That's more than being hot. Like that's when he's out of yeah. rhythm. Like he's yeah. out of rhythm. The Mariners should have won that game. Jordan Alvarez is a monster. He hates, he's just, he hates like just any other team besides the Astros. It was, like, it was a, to- it was a total like Deus X moment too, where like fucking Jordan Alvarez comes up to the plate and then they bring in Robbie Ray and you're like, are you serious? Like, do you yeah, not know not what's about to happen? Up. Like that, this like, is how, this is how movie plots are written. Like this is what's going to happen. And then of course, yeah, it's like Jordan was just instantly like, he is going to throw a fastball and I am yep. going to hit it over the fence and I'm going yeah. to make an entire metropolitan area in the Pacific Northwest ball their <laughs> eyes out. Yeah. Um, so and then I, they very so easily I, could have lost the next game too. Like it was a back and forth, and then um, the Astros just ended up pulling it out. And then they could have easily lost the next game too, where they went to 18 innings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, like, obviously they ended up sweeping, but very easily you could turn that series around. Regardless, the Mariners competed very closely and should have beaten, like, the team that is should really have a cakewalk in the AL, which now they really have mm. a cakewalk in the AL because yeah, if, the Guardians oh, and the Yankees the- are going right down to the wire, both in just in Game 5 in general, and now with the delay, like, mm. they only get 24 hours. That's like without... Which then you could say like, again, though, like, the, that the rest is affecting the Astros, like, you know, making my yeah, point now, so yeah. maybe it balances it out. Probably not, but I don't know. Yeah. Um... But the fact that, like, I, I, once we lost, and then it's once the Dodgers lost especially, I was telling a couple people, like, in my DMs and whatever, like, uh, Rob Manfred just has to be foaming at the mouth, at, like, in a bad way. He's, like, just chewing, uh, chewing his shirt yeah. apart or something because you yeah. lose the Braves and the Dodgers and the Mets. And you could be losing the Yankees. Like, the Phillies and the Padres was the worst case scenario to go to the NLCS uh, in terms of viewership. Mm-hmm. The yes, worst case absolutely. scenario. Um, so, And then in the AL, the worst case scenario is definitely, I mean, either the Rays, again, but, like, they've been there consistently and people just kind of know, or the mm-hmm. Guardians. Either one of those showing up. And then, like, the Astros are there, so it doesn't matter for that. Um, I guess the worst ALCS matchup in terms of ratings probably would have been, like, Blue Jays. Because a lot of people in America, you know, love the Mariners. Because they're, like, Mm. America's underdog. Um, Yeah. They're probably Blue Jays and uh, either Rays or Guardians. But Phillies, Padres, like... The literal lowest, both of them, the lowest seeds in the NL, in the National League, are Somehow. competing yeah. to go to the World Series. <laughs> like, yeah, no. It, the magnitude also, of that. I was, I was thinking about it, and like, I think both teams have like a story. You know, like every team in the in the MLB, yeah, every, in the MLB every playoffs, team has a story. Every team has a story, but like in terms of just gravity and like what's gonna bring in viewership, like the Phillies snuck their way in and now they're like kinda getting hot and then the Padres like have Juan Soto. You know, you could craft such a better storyline from like any other team. Uh I don't know. I'm gonna watch it because I'm fucking just a crazy person, but <laughs> Yeah, there's there's just there's nothing like that exciting. Um, I would say if I wasn't a Braves fan, I would be like all on the Phillies bandwagon because they're just hot right now, and that's a fun team to root for. Obviously, you cannot root for them, but uh, that's the only exciting. thing that made me yeah. have any form of sympathy for them or like any form of likability, which I hate the Phillies, um, was the fact uh, like uh, they were talking about. I was listening to after game two, which is the only one I listen to because I don't like listening when the Braves lose because obviously, um, mm. but on, uh, on talking baseball, Trevor Plouffe was like that whole group, that whole lineup of guys is like the, yeah, I heard this. Yeah, yeah. Like where you just, you want to go you crush get some a, beers. You want to get some beer the, with all, yeah. Casa crush beers in the, Hoskins, and I was thinking about, I was like, 
I was like, no. And then I was like, no, wait, that, that, that would actually be pretty fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Bry- Bryce Harper. Who else? Kyle Fucking Schwarber. Bra- Schwarber. Oh, that's absolutely. the main guy. Yeah. For yeah. real. That, <laughs> you could, you could, you could, uh, rack up some beers with those guys. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I am a hundred percent cheering for the Padres. One one hundred thousand percent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm the Padres' biggest fan right now. There, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I need yeah. I need them to win. I like I I'm, I want to watch, but like the the only reason I don't is because I'm scared that the Phillies are gonna win. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't know if I can take that. Like, there's no my. I feel like my dad would he would be kind of like, oh well, like you know if they win it's not too bad because they beat us and it's like well they were supposed to go to the world series like no that wouldn't make me feel good at all because we let them get there yeah exactly (laughs) we let this also atrocity happen also if we're talking about like history repeats itself there's a very good chance if the phillies win that they play the astros and then that's the third time in four years that an underdog nle's team is playing the astros in the world series yeah and like uh, it all ended so, the same way it yeah it ended the same it ended for the nationals how it ended for us how it could end for them and like there's a part of me that's like all right that's kind of cool but god i i really don't i do not imagine imagine going to philadelphia every year and then hearing in those games like the intercom guy like just saying the 2022 world series champion philadelphia phillies <sighs> Would, do you want yeah, that? Yeah, that's awful. That's terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that you, actually you hurt. You can't want like, that. To... Yeah. The right, 2022. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> like, every game they show up. Like, just, I'm thinking, watching highlights after regular games, just play, us playing against the Phillies, and then, you know how, like, with, like the, the ESPN cuts or MLB cuts that are on YouTube, like, they flash in between, like, our radio broadcasters, their radio broadcasters, our TV, their TV. Yeah. And, like, Chip Chip Carey, the amount of times that he said the 2020, or 2021 World Series champions or world champions, hearing that from the, For the Phillies. Phillies. <laughs> like, if there is a team that does not deserve, right, from, yeah, if you're looking fair. from the whole <laughs> regular season, does not deserve to win anything, it's them. Yeah, no. Them and the yeah. Rays, like that. That's it. Um. No, I, I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I, I understand that's, everything. That's my that. fear. That's my fear. <laughs> so I'm so scared to watch. Ugh. But anyways, like the new playoff, like I think if if you're a, like if you're a buy team, which obviously you like from the Mets perspective, it's like. I wish that, you know, we, we, they wish they had the buy because um, straight up eliminated in the three-game series. Mm. Um, and they had to square off against a really hot rotation when their rotation's not hot and, you know, Scherzer gets blown up. Um, mm. And so does Bassett, uh, or kind of. Um, and they only get one hit against Musgrove. <laughs> but, like... The fact that the Dodgers lost 3-1 to the, the team that they f- have babied for, like, the last five years. Yeah. And, the te- like, we lose to the team that 
is like just walking mediocrity. Like, and the Mariners almost went into Houston and took two games, like really close to taking two games from probably the most solid team that there is. Mm. And like the Yankees, I don't, they're not as special as the, as the other three. Like if they lose to the Guardians, they they lose. But um, like the the preparation for the playoffs needs to be completely different. Like there needs to, I I don't know what you can do. Like you got to do like some form of simulated games or something like full on simulated games, maybe even invite fans to the stadium and like yeah, just, for real, just... like whatever team you're facing like if we're facing the phillies like ever they're like hand people free batteries and they're like throw batteries throw, 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 throw batteries throw, <laughs> throw, throw batteries at our players we need you to or else we are going to lose when this is a real game um <laughs> so i don't i don't know what like i i i obviously want to have i want to win the division every year um but maybe maybe next year like Get yeah, for maybe maybe a wild card's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, prepare to eat your words, but yeah, right. yeah I, I, I feel we that. we get in the wild card series and we play inexplicably. <laughs> inexplicably, we play the pirates, and then yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, right, yeah. All right, we uh got two more things to do real quickly. Um, got fan questions after this. Uh. Sam, do you do you want the fan questions first, or do you want uh, the the uh, them choosing like which free agents we want to sign? Oh, let first? let's do let's do free agents first, and then end oh, with yeah. Uh, questions. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's a good way to wrap up. All right. Uh, do you have like your notes app or open or something, or like? Uh, yeah, I can. I have paper? a yeah, I have a piece of paper I can write on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing that. I told Sam that I was doing this at the beginning. Um, I don't know how much y'all are going to enjoy it, but I think it's fun. And uh, I have some Jeopardy music that I can play. Um, mm. But uh, so in the notable free agent post that I made today, um, it's basically all the free agents that we have, except uh, excluding uh Jesus Cruz and Ryan Goins, who like I, they're either gonna sign minor league contracts here or elsewhere. They're not getting you know a major league deal, um, along with a number of smaller guys that just they're also gonna get minor league contracts. Uh, and the last three of this is definitely a stretch, which kind of gives it away, but you already know that. Um, but anyways, I just said for y- y'all in the comments on that post to say who you want. I also I did say in the question I said who are you who do you want to keep and who are you okay with saying goodbye to, and there was like three or four that only said the bottom tier of people, and I think that they were probably referring I'm just gonna assume that they were referring to letting them go and then taking everybody else, so for some of those I listed as like a vote for everybody else, but so basically I went through those comments. And then I tallied everything up, um, and I would have done percentages if I had more time. But uh, the just the number of votes purely is also interesting. But Sam, I'm giving the numbers to Sam, and then Sam's gonna guess them, uh, okay. and we're gonna see how right he is. Um, 
but so um the players if you want to write them down where uh do you have the post or you can just open up the post too but i mean yeah i'll, I'll open it up real quick um, just don't look don't look at the comments yeah of course one second um um Okay. Sorry, it up. Mm. All right, I got it. All right. Um, so let me give you the numbers. Uh, these are the number of votes. Um, I'm going to give you an, a random order, and then you're going to have to just put the number of votes to the player, try to match it. Okay. So... Mm -hmm. Some of these are easy. Some of these are not as easy. Yeah. All right. It's uh, like, give me like, give me like, ten seconds. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Right. Ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So. One of the numbers is thirteen. Mm -hmm. One is fifteen. Ten. Nine. Three. Thirty-seven. Uh, zero. Basically negative one. Um, <laughs> is that all the numbers? I just went random order. How many? Uh, there's one. There's one. There's one more that you're missing. Okay. Uh, there's three, thirteen, fifteen, ten, sixteen, thirty-seven. Six. Sixteen was. Sixteen was one you're missing. Okay. So these are these are votes for who they want to keep most. Yeah, this is a vote like one vote equals one person either saying a list of people or just like one one time their name being mentioned that they want to keep. Oh. Them. Okay. All right. Um which one person like can only say like you can't say Dansby 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 and that counts as 3 for one. Yeah, person. yeah, that's under understandable. Um yeah, one, just give me like one second. Yeah, uh, wait, I got it. Wait, hold up. Okay. Yeah, right. I think I'm ready. All so right, tell obviously, me, uh, yeah. So obviously, Dan's was 37. He's uh, very much as 37. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I got that one. Um. Okay. The 16 and 15. This could be interchangeable, but I had Luke Jackson at 16 and Kenley yeah. at 15. Uh. Do you want me to just okay. keep going and then you'll? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. In a, so you said uh, Jackson is at 16. Yeah, then Kenley at 15. All right. Um, then I had Duval at 13, Chavez at 10, Robbie Grossman at 9, Darren O'Day 3, um, Adrian's a 0, and then Dickerson minus 1. So it's a little harder than I thought. Uh, really? No way. Yeah, you only got... Uh, Dansby and Dickerson, right? Really? Yeah. Um, 
so in order of like people the votes yeah. um i should have done this in this way too like by ranking mm -hmm. either but right. so dansby was first with 37 yeah. um and then duvall was second with 16 oh. um luke jackson was third with 15 um oh. so you're close on that one and then yeah uh chavez is fourth with 13 grossman is fifth with 10 kenley six with nine array seventh with three o'day had zero at eight and then dickerson with negative one wow beefcake mcstevens got more votes than alex dickerson that's Dave fantastic <laughs> yeah i i saw that comment from Dwayne. actually shout out um I am shocked at the Duval love. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I actually really like Duval, but I'm surprised he's he's the second highest. I totally would have put like yeah. Luke Jackson or Kenley above him, and I, I did. But yeah, wow. No, I, I I would have done the same thing. How how would you rank these people? Oh, yourself? I mean, just purely like objectively, Swanson is 100% my first one. Like, I've always been kind of iffy on Dansby, but I think at this point, losing him would be a very big shock to the fan base. Like, I think yeah, that would really... Especially after what just happened. Yeah, I think it would it would really rattle... Um, I think it would really rattle the fan base, and I think Anthopolis definitely has something up his sleeve. Like, I'm sure we'd pull in, like, Trey Turner out of our ass or something like that, but I just think morale wise, like he really holds the team together. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really bullish on Dansby Swans right now. Um, then I, de I definitely got Luke Jackson after that. Um, just personally, I think he's another guy that's like integral to the team. He's really good. He missed a year, which sucks, but like he'll come back better than ever. I think, I mean, these procedures for pitchers make them better in the long run. Um, after that, I'd probably put Duval. Um, just because I think we need a more consistent left fielder. Uh, even though he's going to be like 34, I think he's still pretty solid. Um, after that, I mean, it's between Kenley and Jesse. Uh, honestly, Kenley and Jesse, I'd probably put on the same tier. Like, I know Kenley's much better, but mm -hmm. they both have their perks. Uh, and then after that, probably Grossman, Darren O'Day, Adrian's, and Dickerson. But obviously, there's no way we keep all these people. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I have it. Yeah. So uh, I'll do I'll do a quick ranking, and then we'll just kind of say who we think, who we want realistically. And I like in my ranking, I kind of have, I have uh, some realism mixed in with like yeah. desire as well. Because if I, you know, yeah. was saying who I want back, basically like. I'd want all these guys back except for Dickerson and O'Day is kind of burnt out at this point. And Aaron's yeah, he's, kind of burnt yeah out. he's so, I mean, like I would, if, if I had it my way and money was not a thing, I would, you know, mm. obviously want Kenley, Dansby, Duvall, Grossman, Jackson, and Chavez back. Um, in terms of ranking, uh, definitely I'd go Dansby at the beginning as well. Like pretty much everybody else. Um, yeah. And after that, Luke Jackson, I think is, you know, where else is he going to go? Like, this team is his home. Um, yeah, exactly. I can see him anywhere else. And uh, I don't want to see him pitch anywhere else, even though he can, you know, mm. can kind of scare me. But especially with Matzik basically going to be out 
a lot of next or pretty much all of next year. Yeah, he'll, he'll, I mean, he's got Tommy John, so he's done. So kind of need another good arm, like bullpen arm, which I will probably sign a couple in the offseason anyway. Um, and then after that, looking at like looking realistically, if I had to like Kenley's going to be tough. For me, um, this is where mm. like I I would I would put Duvall next, but he's also tough for me in terms of money. Um, he's gonna want a long con longer contract, uh, and he's gonna mm. want a decent bit of money. I mean, he got paid like close to twenty million this past year. Um, yeah, didn't have the best year. Uh, really down from last year. Like you, we know yeah. he's gonna have a bad average, but he was putting up RBIs. But this year he was kind of struggling most of the way. He started getting stuff cooking and then got injured, so it didn't really didn't matter. I think he's gonna go. I, I'm I'm kind of thinking that the the Giants are they're gonna be splashing money all over the place. Uh, yeah, they gotta bounce year. back too. And I feel like he kind of fits in well with their whole platooning scheme and whatever. And mm. I think uh, they're going to be able to fit kind of his pay grade. And I don't know. Unless uh, uh, an, uh, an, uh, like an option that people were throwing out a couple times was the thought of trading Rosario, which at this point I wouldn't really be opposed to. I don't think he's ever going to be what he was. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. Um, and then also the thought of trading Ozuna, which he did provide enough value to where maybe we could offload him somewhere, but we're probably going to have to pay still a decent bit of his contract regardless, because that is definitely a hole. Um, and maybe he does better next year. We don't trade him. And he's like back to being a really good player, but who knows? Yeah. Um, but so Dansby, Luke Jackson, and then between Chavez and Grossman, like Chavez nearing the end of his career, uh, for value, I'd go with Grossman, and then Chavez, uh, and then Kenley. Like Kenley's gonna want a lot more money than he got last year. He led the MLB in saves, and he's probably gonna want mm. a longer contract. And he's also, I mean, at the end of the year, like beginning of the year, he sucked, and then he had a really long stretch of being really good, and then had that terrible stretch for like three weeks, and then he was dominant yeah. again. So he's still gonna. If he, he comes back to Atlanta, we're going to have to pay him more money than we did this past year. And especially with looking at, you know, the Morton signing, which is looking worse mm. and worse to me every yeah. day. Like, I don't know if we have the, the money to spend, at least from what, you know, what we normally do. Anthopolis did say today, uh, or maybe yesterday, like David uh, O'Brien p- reported something about Anthopolis saying, like, we would love to have Kenley back. Hopefully we can try to make something work, but that, mm. that also could mean nothing. But, uh, I mean, at least he's saying that he's going to try, but I don't know how hopeful that is. Um, and I'd like to have him back, but if we don't get him back, it's not the end of the world because we have Rysel, um, mm. which obviously it'd be great to still have the both of them on the team. Um, so yeah, Dansby, Luke, Robbie, and then Kenley, and then Jesse. Or, or no, I'd still go Ch- Jesse, and then Kenley, um, and then Duvall, uh, O'Day, Aray, Dickerson. Um, 
if you only had to, if you can only pick, well, I guess, well, we kind of just did that, but I think realistically out of this group, Jackson's a done deal. Like, I think that's going to be a done deal. Um, Jesse, it's basically going to be like, what do we think of his regression patterns? And if he's going to retire, it's not looking like he's going to retire. And I would love him just to have him on the team in terms of morale. And if we can get him for a cheap deal, then I think it could definitely happen. I think, I think he could totally do something similar to like Josh Tomlin too, or like, if he falls off, you just like stick him in the bullpen as a coach or, or something. Just keep him on for morale. It's like you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, I think O'Day is done. Like he needs to retire. Aries. Yeah, yeah, he's overdue. Or Aries not done, but we're not gonna re-sign him. He was he nah, just did, did nah. really bad. Um. At, right now, like I don't think we're gonna be able to sign Kenley unless we just spend a lot more than we normally do. Yeah. Uh, Dansby is just. You normally you'd like to be secure about it, but with everything that happened with Freddie, who knows? Um, yeah. There's a good shot at Grossman. Like the only way that we don't get him is just if we don't want him. Um, yeah, I, I I would agree with you there. And I mean, like I people were talking about how. I was surprised that he. I mean, he was ahead of Kenley. Um, but there were a number of people that were very low on him and said that he was a band-aid. But, like, I mean, he had, like, one bad stretch for ten games. But other than that, he was re- I felt like he was really consistent, and we kind of turned him into a weapon because mm-hmm. we really only got him for his, you know, right side hitting at the plate. But he kind of turned on some balls from the left side. Like, he was the one that got that lead, uh, the home run to put us in the lead against the Mariners, which then Kenley ended up blowing. Um mm-hmm. Got the home run against Max Scherzer. Almost put us back in that game um, back in August. Uh, and then Dickerson, honestly, we might sign him to a minor league contract and just see what happens. But that's probably the, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to get more than a minor league contract. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Duvall's gone unless we move Rosario or something. Rosario or Arizona, I don't think he's going to come back, which is sad because I really like him. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that whole thing. Uh, we'll go on to fan questions pretty quickly. It's very getting close to an hour and a half, which this is the last episode of the where we'll be talking about, you know, kind of the 2022 season. Um, but, uh, I got the first couple questions are more relevant to what happened, and then the next couple, the last couple are what is going to happen. Um, yeah. So, Hunter Horn asks, why didn't we put Dansby down in the lineup when he went two for sixteen this series with a bunch of K's? I mean, where else would you put? I, I don't know. I. I think that would just throw the lineup off so much. But then again, we did that with Ozzy last postseason, like dropping him down to the seven. But then yeah. again, we also had a longer run and there was more time yeah. to decide. I think that's just one thing. You, like, you can't flip things around too much or else it'll just throw throw the team off more than they're already thrown. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think Snicker makes some bonehead decisions, but if that backfired, that would be like a, a cut above. If, if he threw someone like, you know, 
Michael Harris in the two spot and then he sucks and then Dansby doesn't benefit from being later in the lineup. It, it would just look dumb. Um, but I don't think it's the worst question in the world. I think it's just sample size. Like, you can't really go off that little, personally. That's what I think. Yeah, especially five games, like, or four games. Um, yeah. I mean, he was one of our hottest players coming into that series. And if we wanted to do stuff, like, if we wanted to win, we kind of needed him going. Um, Sam's gone again, but I'm just going to keep talking again. Um but yeah, Hunter, I, I it's tough to watch, and he was definitely not putting in quality AVs, um, but kind of needed him there. Uh, and if he wasn't doing anything, not, not really any of the rest of our team was doing anything anyway, so it's not like it really mattered. Mm-hmm. Look, just looking at like uh, the splits for people, um, RC was also a, like a, a good player for us. Um, I didn't like that we took him out against Nola in game three or yeah, we, we took him out and put Grissom in, but they did that because RC is like, Oh, for 16 against Nola in his career. So he probably, maybe he didn't do anything either. So it doesn't really matter. But like other than RC, Vaughn Grissom didn't get a hit in his three, uh, ABs. Robbie didn't get a, a hit in his three ABs. Also Grissom's, all of his three ABs were three strikeouts. Michael Harris uh, had 071 in average on base percentage and slugging and a 143 OPS. Um, Marcelo Zuna had eight, eight at bats, four strikeouts, and never reached the base. Austin Riley had one hit. He was one for 15. So you could say the same thing about Austin. Um, 067, 125, 067. And uh, Rosario had eight ABs and no hits, um, which he honestly kind of put some good contact on the ball. He just yeah didn't get super lucky. Um, I don't think they have BABIP on here on the uh, – yeah, they don't. Um, but, yeah. Um, Vance Schmidt. And a couple other people asked this, but he was the first one asked, who is winning the World Series now? It's got to be the Astros if you're making a prediction. But mm. at, at this point, who the hell knows? Like, Yeah, it, I think that's exactly the – that's the only right answer is the Astros reasonably, but also who fucking knows, man? Like, I could, like, I could totally see the Padres pulling out of nowhere, the Phillies getting hot. It's just – objectively i think the yankees win tonight they have a good chance but astros on paper i don't know i think the astros are gonna wipe the floor with whoever they play um Mm -hmm. i honestly think that the guardians would give them more of a run for their money than the Mm -hmm. the yankees just because of their pitching um but uh and it's 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 a really painful to say but in terms of, like, who deserves it the most right now, in terms of the whole season, even if the Yankees make it, it's definitely the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks to say. But uh, I'm definitely cheering for either the Padres or the Guardians if they advance. I'm not going to be cheering for the Yankees unless the Phillies get into the post. Like, if, no. if it's a Yankees-Phillies, I will be cheering for the Yankees, unfortunately. That's the only way I'm cheering for the Yankees. Um, Honestly, I'm I'm there with you. Unfortunately, um, that that's a nightmare scenario, though. 
I don't, I don't yeah. even want to think about it. Yankees, Phillies. Um, Joshua Squashua asks, uh, why God? Um, <laughs> take that yeah. up with him. Um, mm. we, we all have been thinking a similar thing. Um, but, uh, the dust has settled and, um, mm. we'll get, we'll get there next year. We'll, we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Um, uh, Rodney Lowe asks, how do you think the season went for real? I mean, well, uh, what, what did you think of the whole season? I mean, yeah, it was great. It was an awesome season. Better than last year. Like, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the only issue, I don't, I don't know how we haven't talked about this yet, but like the only issue is we exhausted ourselves catching up to the Mets. Yeah. Like the, it was a great season by all accounts. And it was like so much more entertaining. I mean, I think last season was entertaining for a different way. Um, Cause we're like, Oh shit. Like this is happening. Um, yeah. I think some, some, there's going to be a number of people that have a visceral response to you saying like, it was a better season than last year, which obviously you're talking about the yeah. regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously. I had, obviously, people, yeah. I had people, I had people comment like on my, uh, my end of the year post, like the sad post where I said like, it's been one of the greatest seasons we've had in a while. like in a number of years, which in terms of the regular season is 100% true, especially the mm. way that it ended. And he was like, someone said, like, how did, how could you say that when we literally won the World Series last year? Like, what a dumb take. Um, but, like, you take the postseason out of the equation. Obviously, it's not the result we wanted. The postseason mm. is just so volatile anyways. Like, you're looking at it as, from a season point of view. Um, my response from this which I was going to say at the beginning, but I was kind of holding on until the end. And I talked about it last week, too. My, What I wanted at the beginning of the year was literally just an appearance to the NLCS. So that's the main failure for me, just in that. Like, mm-hmm. if you get to, to me, like, if you're a truly good team, you had a good year, and obviously there's still, you can't really control the postseason because, I mean, were we the best team all last year? Not not even close. Um but we were hot at the end and that's all that mattered. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, all I want to do to get to the CS, it's like, you're good enough, win the DS. And then at that point, it's like, like win, win your first playoff series. And then after that, it's like, if it doesn't happen, it sucks. But like we did what we needed to pretty much to get there. Um, but the, like, the added things that came with that was like, we stole, we were basically the best team since June 1st and lost just a very small amount of time. Uh, and like when we lost, it was infuriating and we were questioning it. Like we didn't lose more. We didn't lose four games in a row this whole year. Um, even when we were struggling, like we didn't lose four games in a row and won a hundred games for the first time since like 2000, one or three i think maybe 2003 um and caught up to the mets and that Mets series like i got literally probably more nervous than that than i was in game six of the world series because mm-hmm. like at least then uh, yeah, in game six, like it was like if we don't win then we got tomorrow but like yeah in that Mets series was like it was like do or die every day every game no yeah it was like um uh that uh that series was our world series 
Yeah. And that's just that's just how it was. I I hate to say it, and like it sucks that that's kind of where the season ended in a lot of ways. But even the atmosphere was just a it was just a playoff atmosphere. Like we we really needed to win that, and it went our way, and it was incredible. And like that feeling of euphoria is very similar to how I felt after we won like the actual World Series. And I think the yeah. team probably felt very similar. Um, yeah. So I think that's where, yeah, that's where it kind of flamed out. And, you know, besides the outcome of the postseason, how things ended up, like it was a really good season. And I think it's one that we won't forget um, for yeah. a very long I mean, time. I, yeah. cap, recapturing it from the Mets, like, was just so beautiful. And, like, you know – Looking at it in this point of view, maybe we don't take it from the Mets. Um, we could be in the wild card, and then we could have been the ones to beat the Dodgers or something. But then it's also like we could have lost in the first round, and then it's even more depressing. And the mm-hmm. Mets could be going to the NLCS while we lost in the in the wild card round. So yeah, I don't know. Um, the, like Sam said earlier, the fact that the Mets lost and the Dodgers lost definitely is there's solace in that. Yeah. The, yeah. the fact that the Phillies are around, that needs to get squashed instantly. Like I want to mm-hmm. see them get swept. Um, that would be that would be best case at this point. But, uh, um, Darren Fletcher asks, did Dansby's production this year price himself out of a return to Atlanta, especially with there being so much money committed to Ozuna and now Morton for next year? And there's a supplemental question from John Alex on that, which is, should we let Dansby walk to try to get Trey Turner? I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's like us letting him walk. I think it's him making the decision if he wants to stay or not. Cause like if, if we learned anything from last season, I don't know. I think the whole agent thing is bullshit with Freddie. Like, I think if Freddie wanted to stay, he would have stayed. Um, yeah. There's definitely. Uh, that's just that's that. that's just how it works. Like, yeah, there's some gamesmanship, but like, Dansby and and Freddie are in a very similar situation where the fan base fucking loves them. Everyone's right around them. If they want to stay, they're gonna stay. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I I don't think it's looking great. But at this point, I mean, every day that, you know, progresses, it's not looking good. Yeah, because and you also have to consider there are teams out there that have higher budgets and they're willing to pay more than Liberty Media, because Liberty Media is going to look at. I mean, I guess they don't they're not the like ultimate decision maker, but it might come down to like a statistical viewpoint. Like, yeah, he had a great season. Like, let's be real. Before the season, he's one of the streakiest shortstops in baseball and he was a first overall pick he should be having this season every season it's like hey can we really like you know i don't know i'm tr- I'm trying to become i'm trying to look at this from like a much more objective viewpoint because i've like fallen in love with dan's response in this season and i think he's proved me wrong in a lot of ways but yeah i don't know i think uh the fact that nothing has happened yet is very suspect but we'll see um, fortunately there's no lockout this year, so, uh, we'll have the, <laughs> have the decision much quicker than Freddie in fucking late March of this year. But, um, yeah, 
Um, yeah, so in terms of like him pricing himself out, um, if we can move either an Azuna or a Rosario, I feel like that's what's good. it's going to have to take uh, to get Dansby back. Like, yeah, because if he, I, I feel like he would be fine taking a little bit of a hometown discount, but he's definitely like, I mean, he kind of bet on himself for this year and had the best year of his career. And there's, you know, there's the argument between like, oh, well, he's been so streaky. Is he's is he's just going to go back to that? Or is it like, has he finally found himself? And now he's like truly what he was supposed to be with in the, the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, so this is where the Morton thing really gets to me. And it's like almost, it. that's what kind of scared me as well. Cause it's like, if Anthopolis would do something like that, is it indicative of like, he knew that he just, that Dansby's just not going to work out. Um, yeah. But that, that's just a, a fear thing there. Um, having Ozuna is definitely a burden. Um, and honestly, like my, the fear with moving him is not really like losing that production. Cause I think we can easily find it in the free agency market or just bringing up another guy. Like I think Jesse Franklin next year is going to be a, a pretty big rookie for us. Um, not producing what, you know, levels of what Ozuna could be, but still good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, like people keep saying a lot of people were DMing me and asking me about like I'm okay with getting rid of, rid of Dansby if it means we get Trey Turner. Like the logic is not really there for me on that because I would also I mean I would be fine with having Trey Turner on the team. He's a really good player. Um but he's like he's going to get more money than Dansby is. Like a significant amount more, more, more money than Dansby is. So like, if you're walking on Dansby, you're not getting Trey. Yeah, that means that's like a good you couldn't pay enough that, for yeah. Dansby, so you're you're not gonna get Trey. Um, the only reason in that case, if we did end up getting Trey, would be like, Anthopolis is looking at it purely from a business standpoint. Is like, I want to get the more consistent, better player. Mm. If you're gonna spend that type of money. So I think if Dansby walks, like there is going to be a huge pressure on us to either trade for or sign one of the other shortstop free agents, mm -hmm. um, which I don't know if he has officially opted out yet, but a lot of people are expecting Xander Bar Bogarts to opt out of his contract. And then this, this also goes for Correa as well. Like people are like, Oh, let's just let Dansby walk and we can sign Correa. Like Correa is very clearly shown that he's a douche and is yeah. only looking for money like a hundred percent like he had that quote where he was like when i go into the uh armani star store and like i want to watch i don't you know like haggle with the price like they tell me what the price is and i pay it because i want it i want like that's how i operate in free agency mm -hmm. um so there's no chance we're getting him unless Again, they just want to pass on Dansby in general. Um, I would be fine with Xander, and I think he'll be cheaper mm. than Dansby, Trey, or Correa. Um, but obviously, would you know prefer Dansby back? Yeah. Uh, this is the last thing. It's just, I mean, there's a couple of people that ask like, 
just about free agency predictions in general, which that'll be like our main uh, topic for the next two months um, anyway, so we won't really go into that. Uh, Diego Gomez asks, which this has been asked pretty much every week, but is DeGrom a, a legit possibility? At this point, no. There's there's no way. If it happens, I will be so shocked. Just like he's either going back to the Mets, which it's rumored that the Mets are going to pass on him and Diaz to try to sign Judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to guess that DeGrom is either going to be a Giant or a Ranger, maybe mm-hmm. a Yankee. Um, but uh, and then. Shia Zaner and Carter C04 just asked about free agent predictions in general, and I just wanted to shout them out for asking. Um, name one person that you just really want to get um, that we haven't really talked about. Um, they, I mean, I know, necessarily I, be I know, realistic. I know we just talked about him, but Trey Turner's my my call, honestly. I think like. I love Dansby and I'd like him to stay, but right now it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And if we want to actually make a splash and have like a notably consistent player, that's, that's who we need like straight up. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I don't really know. Um, Quite frankly, I haven't looked too much into, into upcoming free agents. Who's going to be on the market, et cetera. Mostly just been focused on Mets and Braves guys. Um, yeah, that's uh, I'd say Trey Turner is is the guy. I think if we can land that, then you know it's outlandish. It's it's a lot to ask for, but if especially if Dansby goes, like that's, I think that's the golden ticket to like really making us making a, another run next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, in terms of just guys that I I want, it doesn't really necessarily fit in and uh or whatever. I well. Jock is somebody I want, and he kept posting stuff about, like, the Braves and how he missed the postseason mm-hmm. and, like, had his son doing the chop because his, mm-hmm. his son wanted to do it. Uh, I think uh, there's a decent possibility he could come back. I think he wants to stay home. In San- what I think he's going to do is he's going to wait to see what the Giants do in the offseason mm-hmm. and then uh, make his decision. make his decision then. But then another yeah. guy is Carlos Rodon. Oh, but, also another giant. Yeah, yeah. One of them's one of them's definitely leaving. So hopefully yeah. that could be soon. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's been the longest episode we've had in a long time, but there was uh, a lot to talk about and a lot to to vent about. Um, and uh, if you've made it this far, the those gloves and the bat are still still up for grabs. Uh, they'll be decided the day after the World Series, but they're they're free. So why why would you not why would you not enter to get those? True. Yeah. Um, well, the off season will be fun. Hopefully, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yeah. But, uh, no, there, there you know there is a lot to look forward to, and yeah, it sucks not being the postseason anymore, but. It'll be fun to watch it out. Definitely a lot of hate watching the Phillies. Um, yeah. A lot of hate watching them. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, too, no lockout really helps things. And 
it'll be nice to see shit like pushed along pretty soon after the season and no baseball is really going to suck. I mean, I, I think that kind of hasn't settled in where like my routine for the longest time is like coming home, making dinner and then like watching the Braves at seven. Um, yeah. Definitely gonna definitely gonna miss that, but you know, come to the goes and kill yourself. I think. Yeah, and now now I'm gonna have to watch the Falcons and and fucking turn and toil over that every week. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see. It's uh, it was it was a fantastic season, and hopefully yeah. we bounce back. And you know, like like look, looking forward to to next for sure. Yeah. Oh. Um. We'll still kind of do, like, episodes. We'll probably we'll do an episode, like, once every two weeks or something during the offseason just kind of talk about, you know, like, what's going on, free agent signings or whatever. Um, speculations, rumors. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. Um, go Braves. We'll uh, excited for next year. Yeah. That's it.